You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery, and I have an amazing special guest for you guys today. Her name is Sue Mandel. She is the creator of Choose Your Habits, Choose Your Life. I met her when we were both going through the NLP Master Practitioner courses that I have taken some time ago. Uh, one of the coolest things about our first meeting, and she'll, t- she'll chime in on this in a moment, was that I got called up on stage during one of the very first sessions I ever went to with Matt Browning, who is our life coach and, and our trainer extraordinaire. And I, up there on stage, I mentioned that I was sober. She came and found me at the very next break, told me she was sober, and we've been best buds ever since. So Sue Mandel, without any further ado, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jesse. I am so happy to be here. You have no idea. I do, because we have been trying to make this work for so long, and Corona Quarantine has finally opened up our schedules. You know, there's a silver lining in everything. There, there really is. Yep, that's something we just need to look for, because it's not always visible, but as soon as you start looking, it does pop up. You know, that's going to be really t- today, guys, we're going to be focusing in on what you can do during this Corona quarantine, uh, because so many of us now have had our structure and regimen taken away from us, you know, and this is something that we covet in our sobriety and recovery. And that's what last week's episode was about. Um, so for those of you who haven't listened to it yet, go back and check out episode 55. Um, so this should be episode 56 in the, in the numbers. And uh, you've got some amazing things to talk about when it comes to this, Sue. I mean, you created a program, Choose Your Habits, Choose Your Life. Before we get too deep into the conversation, explain to my listeners what exactly this program entails. It's pretty interesting. And one of the blessings of being in sobriety for a length of time, as we were talking about in the past, is that it's not that I know a lot more. I just have a lot more sober experiences. And I have found over the years that it's really up to me how I look at whatever's going on around me. And I can choose to look at things in a very negative way, or I can choose to look at things in a very positive way. Every choice I make, I can make a different choice if I so need to down the line. But I'm responsible for those choices. I'm not a victim from anybody else. Talk about that a little bit more, this choosing the choices, right? Like the mindset, because I talk a lot about mindset shifting. So dive into that a little bit. I have had situations, or let's say you have a situation that it's just not right. You just got laid off from your job and it's just not right because you're a great employee. You did nothing wrong. It has nothing to do with your performance, your attitude, your capabilities. It's things that are totally outside of your control, namely the coronavirus and our current restrictions. Well, you have a choice of how you want to look at that. Poor me. I have nothing to do. I don't know how I'm going to move forward. They they should have kept me. It's not my fault. Blah, 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 blah. In that situation, you're a victim. Or you could turn around and look at this and say, oh my gosh, now I have the time to do all these things I've been trying to get done. This is a blessing in disguise. Now you're, you're taking control of your choices. 
every choice begins in your mind before you do any type of physical um, activity or or um, making this actually happen, whatever it is that you've chosen. So like I said, you can choose to be on your couch and be miserable. You can choose to live in a bubble of not cleaning your house, not being sociable with anybody. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in America. Or you can choose to create your workouts like you've done. You've created a way to reproduce the structure in your life. That's what I'm talking about. I love where you're going with this because for my longtime listeners, they understand the the life coaching model, which is that there's a circumstance that leads, that triggers a thought, that causes a feeling, that drives an action, that creates results. And so the circumstance, which is a fact, it always has to be a fact, is we've all been released from our jobs. And like that happened to me on Tuesday. And I was very disappointed that they didn't choose to keep me. I worked in a, in a restaurant. They, they kept four or five of us in order to do the takeouts and the to-goes. And I really thought after seven years, I would be one that would have been kept on. I got very disappointed about that. So I, my thought was, how dare they not keep me? The feeling I had was of, you know, just very, there was anger, there was animosity. Um, and what, what kind of action is that going to drive from me? Whereas now I've, I've switched in just a matter of 24 hours to the circumstance. I was released from my job. The thought is, look at all this amazing time that I now have to do these podcasts with you, to, to write my speeches, to fix my website. Now the feelings I have is like enthusiasm. You know, excitement. I wake up each day and I'm like, what am I going to do today? And that it means the action that will be created is that of accomplishing things. The result will be when this is all said and done, I will have done so many things for my career outside of that restaurant that I'll even be closer than I already thought I was to actually leaving it. And it's, it was a mindset shift. Okay. So let me get this straight. Yesterday or Tuesday, when you were laid off, you were really, really upset. And by deciding to think differently and feel differently about it, your entire inner feelings have done a 180, correct? Yes. And it it happened in less than 24 hours. Right. Oftentimes, and I'm not saying we shouldn't feel what's happening around us because we need to, it's healthy. But if it's something that's a negative feeling that you need to process, what I do is I just say, okay, I'm going to give this four hours or I'm going to give this through the evening. So tomorrow morning or at the end of my four hours, it's time to be done and move on, not live in the past of whatever that situation or experience was. I love that you set a time frame for it. And and let me be let me also be perfectly clear with everyone and with you, Sue. It doesn't mean that I didn't wake up this morning still pissed. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean that while I was working out today in my kitchen because it was raining outside that I wasn't pissed my gym was closed. I, I, I mean, even now when I say that I'm okay with the fact that work released me, I can feel an energetic shift inside of me that says, no, I'm not, I'm not okay with it. But I'm choosing to not stew in those negative feelings. I'm st- I'm not thrilled, but at the same time, what else? I mean, this is the reality I'm in. I can't call them up and bitch at them. And then all of a sudden they're going to say, well, you know what? Thanks for yelling at us. We're to- you're totally right. You can come back in. It's done. <laughs> and there's, you, there's really nothing you could do about it. It's natural that you're going to wake up or you're going to turn a corner or something. And you're going to have a thought about that just isn't right. But you have the ability and you're exercising that, that, uh, 
experience right now. You just have the ability to say, no, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think about working on my business because spending time in the energy of being angry over something you have no control over is going to use up all your energy so you can't use it productively. Boy, that is great. I really want everyone to hear what she just said. Using your energy to get angry about something that you have no control over is just going to wear you out. That is phenomenal to to hear. And I really hope that people take that to heart because so much of this is out of our control, except ourselves. And I said this in last week's show that we can control our choices. We can control our feelings. We can control our thoughts and the decisions that come from all of that. We can't control how long we're stuck in our houses because of Corona. We can't control what the politicians are going to do about helping us out with our rent. We can't, we definitely can't we can't do anything about what our politicians are doing at all until November. So we have to just be okay with what's happening and make really smart decisions for ourselves. How are you doing that for yourself? Because you're very active outside of your home. Um, you, do, you do a ton of stuff. You're going to workshops and seminars and you work for a company that has you traveling all over the place. Um, and while you're going to be able to continue doing some of your work because uh, social distancing and the amount of people in your office is, is very limited. So you're not really going to be around many people. But how are you wrapping your head around everything that's happening? Well, you know, I have been trying to get my home office cleaned out for probably three years, if not longer, (laughs) as well as my closet. Now, these are very exciting tasks, except they're very (laughs) overwhelming. So what I'm doing is literally taking a two-foot section at a time. If I'm in my office, it's two feet of shelving. And I'll go through that and get it organized before I go to the next part. It's two feet of clothes in my closet to look at. Do I wear this? Does it fit? Am I keeping it here? Because I think it's going to fit again someday. But two feet is doable. If I try to look at my closet in mass or my home office in mass, it's what an order. I can't go through with it. <laughs> So yes, I am very lucky. I am able to go to my office, but I also work remotely quite a bit because I do travel so much. So I've just stayed at home all this week, working remotely, taking care of things that I need to do, and then getting these projects lined up because I'm not going to be doing a lot of my other activities. So I want to fill that time with different activities. Because my option other than that is to sit on the couch and watch TV and play games on my phone 24-7. I think I said that in an Instagram post yesterday. (laughs) It's like if you end up sitting around until May watching television for 12 hours a day, you are not going to be happy with yourself when this is all said and done. And there's a Netflix show. uh, I don't know the woman's name, but I guess she tells everybody to throw things away if they don't bring you joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just remember that being really popular to, to make fun of and although a ton of people were actually doing whatever this woman said, going through their closets and and Mm -hmm. throwing out things. And it's like this, if anyone's house is still cluttered at the end of this, then you were just a hoarder and you've chosen that (laughs) lifestyle because you have all the time in the world now to go clean out your garage. (laughs) Well, you know, that's true, Jesse, but I want to tell you seven, eight years ago, um, when my ex left, which is a whole different story, I went into a spiral. I managed to stay sober. Thank you, God. Um, And I'm very grateful for that. But if it wasn't for all the tools that we have, I sat on the couch and watched TV and played games on my phone for several months 
I got up and got out to go to work and that was it. I didn't even do any of the things that I normally do to keep my life sane as I go through it. And all of a sudden, you know, a friend asked me to take them to a meeting because I do still go to AA meetings. And she asked me to take her to this meeting because she used to go there and she had moved. I was sitting in that meeting and all of a sudden I had an epiphany that I can't do this by myself. And for whatever reason, that triggered the fact that I needed the people around me to help me become the person that I used to be, to get out of that funk. And over the years, and it has taken years, I have learned to choose things that make me happy. And I have learned how to keep myself productive, dependent upon no one, and how to be happy in my own skin, as well as with other people. And so a lot of times when we're faced with something that we're not expecting, that is a very, has a negative impact on our life. It may take more time to get through that, but just knowing that you can get through it, that these are just the stages that have to come. And if you consciously can look at what's going to be the next thing I can accomplish, I can't go from a bonded relationship to single to happy in three days. That's just not natural. But knowing that you may have to go through something, it has nothing to do with anything that you've done during a, a healthy time in my life. I can go through that and set a time limit, four hours this evening. If it's something that, that shakes my core, it's going to take longer. And that's okay, too. Those are really great points to make, that healing takes time needing to figure out what you can do to move forward, knowing whom to ask for help, uh, just getting your, your thoughts together. Um, the, the stages of grief that come from losing a loved one, especially in your scenario, um, are very similar to the kind of grief that I think a lot of people are going to be experiencing right now as their normal life is shaken at its core and they go to now try to reestablish a whole new normal. Absolutely. You are so correct about that. And I envy you that you can say things so succinctly. Thank you for summing that up so well. You you spark really cool stuff in me, Sue. <laughs> we have always had some of the most amazing conversations. And, and even last night as we were coming up with the topic for this show, and you were like, well, let's make it timely. Let's make it about the corona. And you were like, how can we keep anxiety and stress away? How can we pe get people to be able to move through this kind of grief and sorrow that they're having as their entire world gets shaken? And now they're trying to reestablish their routine, their regimen, their structure. And I was like, well, I just literally did an episode about that. Let's talk about that. So let's talk about it. Um, we've got it broken down in our show notes. And we're going to start off with, um, I guess we have your, the mental, you know, of, of the, and you, whether you have the show notes near you or not, it's, it's, yes. it's fine. I'll, I'll just go through them. But uh, up here we had structure, pivot to a different road, look at the silver lining, uh, le learn something new. We've already touched upon that, but expand a little bit for the listeners out there who might be like, I, I'm not used to learning something new, or I don't understand how you can just pivot to a different road. Because um, I don't think we're saying it's going to happen immediately, but you need to start thinking about how you're going to do it, even if it takes time, because we've got time. This could be going on till May. It could be done 
June? We don't know. It could be done in two weeks. They could say, oh, it, it did miraculously disappear. But we're going to have a long period of time here. And I want people to start looking at different ways to pivot as soon as possible. Because if AA meetings are shut down for a while and the normal structure that we had is is continuing to be shaken, this could, this could I, I would hate to hear six months from now that we had 4.7 million relapses because people couldn't figure out other ways to live their life without their current structure. Absolutely. That is so important. You said something just a second ago and it sparked my thinking. Um, and I, I'm sorry, it just went out of my mind. I was talking about pivot uh, to a pivot to a different oh, road structure. Yes. Thank okay. you. You mentioned Got if it. your AA meetings are closed down, which cool. they are where I am. I don't know about anybody else, but we have set up Zoom meetings for all of our home groups. So I have a, a women's meeting that I do every Thursday night when I'm in town. Well, now I get to sign on to Zoom and see all my people and have my meeting as if we were in the same room. It's the same way to accomplish what I mean. It's a different way to accomplish the same results. That's awesome. So listen, guys, if you haven't ever heard of Zoom.us, you can just Google Zoom teleconferencing. You'll go right to the website. Um, I'm, we're currently using a website called Zencaster. It's it's Zen and Caster without an E for the ER. So you can Google Zencaster. We're, they're letting us do it for free. You can put 20, 40 people on this Zoom. You can put a ton of people on it. I guarantee you somebody out there you know is paying for the good service. You can have more than uh, two or three people, if not. You can do it free for 40 minutes and then you can just log out, have everybody log back in and you can just jump right back into it. So um, I love that you brought up Zoom. So many people out there know about it. If you don't, I just gave you some information. Go Google more. But what a great idea. And along with Zoom, if it's the free um, free app that you can get um, allows you to have one on one Zoom meetings for an unlimited amount of time. Yep. It, it's only 40 minutes or less if it's three or more people. So there's a lot of advantages and it's like being right there with the person. It's an amazing piece of technology. And I I'm a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, guys, she's not joking about that. Getting it, it, it was, well, cool. I was, I was just getting ready to mock you and say, well, it took us a long time to get this figured out. I'm a tech wizard and I still took us a long time to get this to figure out. But when it comes to zoom, my sister and I use it. Uh, I know some of you guys might have used Skype in the past. I think zoom is a better version of that. I, my sister and I will turn it on and then we'll just hang out and just be talking while we're cleaning our rooms and doing other things. And it's just, it's free one-on-one. It's like a, it's, like FaceTime, but you don't have to hold your phone up to your face. Um, so I, dinosaur or not, it's super easy to figure out. I love that you're doing that with your meetings. And I really, really uh, encourage everybody else, even if you only have a certain amount of phone numbers, more than likely, if you start gathering everybody up, more and more numbers will be found, more and more people can be located, and you can really start to rebuild that community and just do it in a virtual space. You know, my, my sobriety community, uh, we have Facebook page where it's a group Facebook, and we just put it out in there. Does anybody want to continue meetings via Zoom? And it's like amazing the responses you get. And it's not just for meetings. It's like, Jesse, you and I were doing that this morning. It's for friends to have conversations. People that, for me, I never, I hate using the word never. I never have time to call all the people I want to keep in touch with. Well, 
I do now. And I get to do it via Zoom. So it's like having coffee with them. The technology is making this quarantine way better than it would have been 20 years ago when we didn't have social media, when we didn't have all of these devices in front of us, when we didn't have all these telecommunications that we can utilize. It's really phenomenal. It really is. And you mentioned, you know, learning something new. What an opportunity. It's not like you need an encyclopedia. You can Google, not Google, but you can find anything you want on YouTube. But I did a little research after we talked last night. You can actually go to LinkedIn Learning. And for 30 days, you can have a free access to any classes that you want. It's everything you can imagine from becoming a CFO to how to quilt. It's incredible. YouTube. You can learn how to play the harmonica right now. Um, you can learn how to crochet. You got this LinkedIn learning. For those of you who've never heard of Udemy, it's uh, spelled U-D-E-M-Y. They're having a sale right now. Most of their courses are 10 to $20 and we're talking hours worth of content. I can, I've, I've bought classes on how to dance. I've bought classes on NLP. I've bought uh, life coaching stuff. Uh, if you've wanted to learn something, Udemy has an online course for it. They're super affordable. Uh, and the knowledge there is great. You can you know, check out little one, little previews to see if you even like the instructor. And then scoop one of those things up and you know, put an hour or two into it. Because spending five hours on Facebook or five hours on Twitter a day uh, might kill some time. But it's not going to leave you feeling great about yourself. <laughs> I am so excited to check that out. You mentioned that last night and I've written it down. I want to take classes like that. What an amazing opportunity. Oh, Harvard's doing something. One of my friends sent me a link and Harvard's got all these classes. I mean, so much about education has already been shifting to online so that people can learn from all these different universities. If you just type in free online education, I guarantee you tons of stuff will come up. Though There's going to be blogs written by people about which ones are the best. Uh, if there's a skill, talent, hobby that you've always wanted, and I talk about this all the time whenever I'm talking on my other podcast, College Success Habits, about we're living in a world where if there's something you want to learn how to do, there's no excuse for it other than most people saying time. And all of a sudden time is more, we've got a ton of it. Now, how are you going to prioritize your time? That in itself is going to be able to release and uh, relieve you from anxiety and this stress that you could be going through because and you have time. You know, you brought up some, a really good point too, or we have all this time. So was time the reason you weren't doing the things you said you wanted to do? Or was it the excuse because something inside you was keeping you from wanting to do that? That's great. I want to expand on that because I know you've got some really great thoughts. Because one of your old uh, one of your old slogans for your life coaching was um, it had stuck in it, right? It was like uh, get from stuck to unstuck or something uh -huh. like that. I actually came up with another version of that that I use all the time: is that you're not stuck, you're standing still, because Ooh. it's a lack of it's a lack of prioritization. Oh, I know, and I learned it from you. You were doing that thing. You were doing that thing at, at Craig Deswalt's Rockstar Mastermind, and you had all this stuff up. And I was like, and we were talking about being stuck. And I was like, I believe that stuck comes from the an overwhelm because you don't know the next step. So uh -huh. just do something. If you're if because if you're feeling stuck, it's because you're standing still. And if you just take one step, 
then you've got momentum. And then the next step comes and then the next, and before you know it, you've built a whole website or wrote a whole book. And you were like, a week ago, you were like, how am I ever going to start this? And now it's done. That's why um, one of our other instructors, Mike Bagala from Evolution, always says, what is the next easiest, smallest step? Is it just pulling out the phone book to look something up? Well, we don't have phone books anymore. Is it using your (laughs) phone to look something up? Is it um, looking at two feet of my shelf? That's what I'm going to clean today. What is the next easiest step to get you started with that momentum? I love that you brought that up. It's it reminds me of what happened yesterday. So I'm freaking out about the gym. It was sunny, so you know I live here in Hollywood. I'm like, okay, I'm going to set up. I've got this little uh, bench, and I've got these Bowflex dumbbells, and so I set them up in my front yard, and that was great. And that's not why I'm bringing that up. But when I did that, I took some things out of my room, and all of a sudden I looked around. And I'm like, well, that opened up that space. I'm like, and I want to do Facebook and Instagram lives. I'm like, okay, well, what is the best way to start thinking about how to do that in my bedroom? And next thing you know, I'm shifting things around. I'm vacuuming. I'm dusting. And before I know it, two thirds of my room looks completely different than it did before. And now I look around and I'm like, oh, I have the space to create now. And that was the next easiest step was, do I have the space to create? I created the space to create and now I can begin to create because the easiest step was just cleaning. That's right. But it was an accident that you started cleaning. It's like If you have a sink full of dishes And it's like, I just don't have time to go do that. But if you stop and wash one fork, then you're going to pick up something else and wash it. And believe me, when I was 18, my solution was to throw out all my dishes and buy new ones. So (laughs) (laughs) washing one fork and then another and then a plate and then a cup is really so easy. And when I was a kid, I never knew that. I should say when I was drinking and using, I never knew that. I was going to, I was going to ask, I didn't want to assume that that was a drinking and using behavior, but it's on my, I, I remember doing that. Me me and my roommates being like, you know what? We can go to Walmart and for $5, we can buy all new glasses and plates. And we would just take everything in the, in the kitchen and just throw it away and go buy new. It's a common behavior at that time of our life, isn't it? Um, so I love where we're going with this. When we talk about mental, um, you yesterday when we were discussing this for the show, we, we discussed um, shifting your mental image. And, and mm-hmm. really, one of the things that I wrote this down because I loved it when you said it was, when did you decide that's how you should feel? Right. Let's talk about the mental image people have about being locked up inside their houses when so many of us love to spend time at home anyways. But now that we're being told to, that little kid in us wants to, you know, <laughs> wants to revolt bolt and rebel and say, no, I will go outside and I will hug every stranger I see. But um, obviously we can't. So shifting this mental image and asking yourself, when did you decide this is how you're going to feel? Dive into that a little bit because you have some really great insight on this. Well, when it comes to shifting your mental image, um, I have a couple metaphors that work for me that have always been successful. I've shared them with a lot of friends and a lot of clients and they've worked for them as well. So imagine you're thinking about sitting in your home and you're going crazy. You don't know what you're going to do. This isn't right. How am I going to sit here for six weeks or six months or God knows, maybe I'm going to die in my house because I can never leave it again. (laughs) Or (laughs) 
you can start with that same thought. I'm stuck in my house. I don't know what I'm going to do. Wait a minute. I'm going to go down a different path. And I literally see a fork in a road in my mind's eye and I pivot and go down a different path. Okay. I'm in my house for six weeks. I really am excited. I get to clean out my office now. Used to be, I have to clean it out. Now my, my mental image has gone from, I've got to, to, I get to, and there's a really big difference in that shift. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to park on this for a second because I, I've, I've been doing the, I got to, and I get to thing. Um, all right. Oh God, I have to go to the gym. I get to go to the gym. Um, ever since we went through master prac with each other almost mm-hmm. two years ago. And, and I really think you folks out there listening really need to, to pay attention to the language you're using in your mind. Uh, I have to go do this versus yes, I get to go do this. Get into, dive into this a little bit more, Sue, because you're really making a, a, some strong points about this internal language that we're using for ourselves and how it is a, a fork in the road that can literally go from optimistic to pessimistic, boom, in a, in a blink of an eye. Without getting into too much of the NLP jargon, every emotion and every feeling we have is state dependent. So if you change your state, you're going to feel different. Um, I'm guessing that you've talked about state somewhat in the past, Jesse. I have, but, but, but just give everybody a a brief little 30 second for those who haven't listened to that episode. I tell you what, if I'm feeling down and low, I'm going to be sitting slouched. I'm going to be, my face is going to be very, um, lax. There's not going to be a lot of emotion happening. But if I can tell myself, I don't want to feel like that, I can sit up straight. I can put my shoulders back. I can change the tone and the way I talk. I don't know if you just heard the difference in me right now, but I just did that literally. I went from slouched to sitting up and I could feel the excitement brimming inside of me because it's a choice. It really is. It's always a choice. When did you decide that you need to be angry? about losing your job. It's temporary unemployment, but you can decide to be angry or you can decide to be excited about what you get to do. Exactly. Uh, but I don't even want you to pause yet because I, okay. I want you to keep, I want you to keep going. This is, this is, this is some really great stuff because you've even sparked, we might need to do an entire state episode with you because the insights you're bringing in this is is very different than what I would bring in. Because again, 30 years sober guys versus three years. And we're going to talk about some cool numerology later on in this episode about how Sue and I's sobriety, especially today of all days, is just so amazingly um, hitting it off. But let's talk more about state because let me look at my notes again. Um, why is this a response appropriate? You really have the choice of what to think about. So choose something else. Th- talk about that. Okay, let's do a quick experiment with all your listeners. I want you to think about a pink elephant. I don't want you to think about anything else, but let's think about a pink elephant. See his long, big trunk, his pink legs, his little pink tail, his pink hide. Y'all got a really good image now? You got one, Jesse? Oh, yeah. Okay, now don't think about a pink elephant. Now now there's 10 of them. (laughs) Right. How successful was that? You can't not think about something if you don't replace the thought. 
So if you're in a state where you have this mental loop going that you can't get out of, stand up, walk around your house, put your shoulders back. And I was going to say before you know it, but it's literally instantaneous. Start thinking about something else. Because now if we're going to talk about what your state is, is about, what it feels like, how to change it, until I bring up this next word, you're not going to have thought about the pink elephant. Right? Right. So, I mean, you literally can't think about whatever it is that you've decided to make let make you crazy if you're thinking about something that's more interesting to yourself. I love that. Um, pattern interrupt would yeah. be, it, pattern interrupt is the, I, I don't know if it's a technical term, but it's definitely what we learned when we right. did our NLP training together. And I, I bring this up in the past. It's like when you're in an argument with someone, if you just drop a water bottle, if you just say, you know, like there's sometimes where I'll, I'll be arguing with someone and I get that arguing is not healthy, but we're all going to do it. And I'll just all of a sudden be like, and I just start speaking gibberish and it, it, it breaks some tension. There's some laughter. I've I've been told by exes in the past, you know, stop trying to make me laugh. We're arguing right now. And I'm like, no, no, we've got to find some humor in this because what the path we're going down right now is going to end with us just screaming at each other really, really loud. And then one of us stomping out the door. There has to be that pattern interrupt. And with the pink elephant, think about a blue llama. You can think (laughs) about, uh, you can think about an orange giraffe, but it's like, you can do that if you choose to do that. Right. That's the whole thing. You have to choose to do that. You sparked another thought and it's gone again. But I tell you, that's what happens when you become a dinosaur. Not to worry. (laughs) When when did you choose to think of yourself as a dinosaur? Oh, that's what it was. (laughs) My mother and I were exactly alike. As I have gotten older, I have looked exactly like my mother at that age, Um, which is almost scary, but considering we had such an amazing relationship, it's great. But my mother passed away at 63. And I, at that moment, had decided that I was going to pass away at 63, because I'm my mother's daughter. And it was a decision that I was living my life by until I realized that I am my mother's daughter, but I am not my mother. So I was able to make a different decision that I'm no longer deciding that I'm dying at 63. I'm deciding that I've got another 20, 30 years in me. Well, good, because I don't want you dying at 63. <laughs> Thank you. But it's, it's, that's what we talk about when we say that you get to, when did you decide that you're going to think that way? There's usually a limiting belief that goes with it. Absolutely. Let's 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 touch upon limiting beliefs a little bit because we're going to wrap up here in a moment, and we're going to have you come back. In fact, we're going to shoot some more episodes right after this. But touch upon limiting beliefs because I, I think that so many people have this negative self talk, and that stems from these limiting beliefs, these limiting views that they have about themselves. Well, my parents, when I was a kid, um, argued verbally. They never struck each other. There was never anything physical, but they were verbal and they would yell. And I learned right out of the gate that if I had a stomach ache, they would stop arguing and they would take care of me. So I grew up 
knowing that if I got sick, whatever was happening around me would stop. And that was a limiting belief that I learned from a situation in my life that is absolutely not true unless I allow it to be. I've had to learn to let that go. Limiting beliefs are things that we believe are a part of us down to our core. And we don't think that there's ever a way that we can change that belief. Nothing will ever change it. But fortunately, Jesse, with the tools that you and I have learned through NLP and becoming master practitioners, there are tools that let us release those limiting beliefs. There are. And this is what this whole, I started this whole show because I'm like, I'm learning so many incredible ways to change my own limiting beliefs about myself, to change my habits, to change my behaviors and to have them become the foundation of who I am. And it's not like I'm not convincing myself. I'm not lying to myself and saying, well, I, and, and I think, I don't know how to articulate this as well as I thought I could. I'm not lying to myself about who I was, but I'm also not sitting here living in the past thinking, well, I, this is how I always did it. So this is how I always have to continue to do it. Correct. You're not living in the past. You're living in today, which is so important. Yeah, boy, I tell you, limiting beliefs can be really scary when you let them control your life. And we let them because we're not even aware of them. It's marriage won't work because I saw my mom get married four times as an example. Men aren't faithful. I've seen men be unfaithful to their spouses or their significant others all the time. Those are limiting beliefs, but they're still a choice. You don't have to believe that way if you don't want to. Boy, I wish somebody would have told me that when I was 18, because I was told at a very young age that my family um, had a propensity for addiction. And so I remember, I heard that as like, I literally heard it as permission Mm -hmm. to go off and be an addict. And when I got 18 and got to college, I acted exactly like an addict would if they thought that that was predetermined for them. Whereas my brother realized that he didn't have to live the same lives that our, the rest of our family have. And now, you know, he's, he didn't go down the addict road all because he changed his beliefs about what it was that it meant to be a member of the Howell family. Cause that's my birth name. Um, and it's just very, it's just very interesting to see how that can switch all based on just a choice. It's true. It just takes an instant but you have to get into that conversation to uncover those limiting beliefs. It's not from my experience. It's not something that I can really see in myself until I'm seeing things outside of myself. An example of that would be a lot of people abuse drugs and become alcoholic because they think they're better than somebody or less than somebody. And it's not somebody in particular. It's just the way that most people that I have come across in sobriety have felt when they were out there in their disease. And those are limiting beliefs. But we don't know them because that's just who we are. It's like saying, I'm big boned. I can't lose weight. But you don't know that's a limiting belief until you're you're having conversations with other people. Einstein said, you can't fix a problem with the same mind that created it. That's beautiful. And as we wrap this up, how can people use this new way of thinking you've introduced them to, this, this, this 
ridding yourself, releasing these limiting beliefs, how can they begin to use that around this new world we live in where we're all quarantined and, and, and living in our houses? And I almost said stuck, but we're not stuck <laughs> in our houses, right? We're just living in our homes. We're, we're just, we can't, yeah, we can't go to restaurants. We can't go to bars. Well, I don't, I wasn't going to bars to begin with and I rarely ever ate out because it's expensive and I'd rather make my own food. So I'm not stuck at home. I'm just being told not to leave. <laughs> you know, again, I'm going to date myself here. But when I was growing up, we didn't go out to restaurants all the time. Going to McDonald's was brand new. Oh God, I just really dated it. Um, but it was a special treat. We did things as a family. We played outside. We didn't have electronics. So for some of us that are a little bit older, we, we remember how to do that. But for some of the kids, I'm sorry, that's I don't mean kids. Some of the people that are younger, like yourself, Jesse, you've had electronics probably all your life or at least a great part of it. Oh, yeah. I think we got our first Coleco in 82 or 83. <laughs> I don't even know uh what a Coleco is. I was loaded. <laughs> <laughs> that was like right around Atari. It was the very first home. It was okay. one of the very, where we, there was like Donkey Kong and, and, uh, and the Ladybug, which was a cheap version knockoff of Pac-Man. So yeah. it was like, it was, it was a video game system. And that was only six or seven years old when we got our first one. Okay. I remember those. I was actually seeing and playing those in bars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot to do besides just, going places, you know, and if you go someplace by yourself, that's okay too. You know, if you need to go for a walk, go for a walk. If you want to get out of the house, play with your kids outside. There's so many things that we can do that are not revolved around being stuck in the house. And it's the wording. We're staying in the house. We're not stuck in the house. Absolutely. And so there's a great homework um, lesson for you all. Go sit down with whoever you're living with in your house and think about what are some things that we can do to make this super fun. You could set up uh, sleeping bags and, and, and fake tent with your kids and uh, not a fake tent, but like fake camping out. You mm -hmm. could just do that in your living room. You could, you know, have movie nights where, you know, you sit around and you eat the popcorn and you enjoy it. Or you can do this in your backyard. You can, you know, I get everybody has a different kind of house. And I certainly hope that all my listeners are living in a place that they feel comfortable and at home with. Um, and if you don't, there's got to be ways that you can write down a list and really figure out how to turn this, God, it's going to sound so cliche, turn this frown upside down. I don't know what else to say because I just, I don't want people to feel stuck. I don't want people to feel hopeless. And I really feel like we've had such a great conversation. Uh, what are your thoughts when people might be sitting here being like, oh, woe is me, woe is me? Because we've discussed limiting beliefs. We've discussed changing your mindset. What if somebody's still like, no, my home is horrible and it's stinky and it's gross and I hate it here. Or I wish I could just leave. Uh, what would you say to someone like that? Clean it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, like I said, if you want to sit outside, you could do that. But places like Audible, while kids are out of school, kids can listen to as many books as they want for free. But an Audible subscription is only $15 a month. I probably have over 500 Audible books in my library. You can get free Kindle books every day. Bookbub.com has free um, Kindle books every day in their special deals. 
I probably have another 500 books in there. There's no reason why we can't do things and find things to keep us occupied, to have fun. I love reading. It's a great way to leave whatever's going on around me for a short period and go into somebody else's world. It's a great escape. It, Wait it a really minute. is. That's what I did drugs and alcohol for. Yeah, I like <laughs> reading a lot. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the Audible, I think there's an audiobooks.com. You can, you could, if there's one, I think it's $15 a month. You can get um, free audiobooks and you're basically just checking them out from an audiobook library. Um, I don't know if libraries are still open, but I'm not even sure that's how people would get movies. I mean, you know, Netflix is out there. I mean, yes, I do not think that anyone should be watching television for 12 hours a day, but yes, sit down and, and binge watch one of your favorite shows. People have been tell, t- telling me about breaking bad for years. Um, stay away from news guys. All right. At some point you just don't need to hear from the 17th different person giving you information. It, it, that alone will drive you mad. It will, it will make you crazy. You don't really, it, it changes like the weather one hour. This is going down the next hour. It's changed. I'd rather just let it all play out. Somebody the other day was like, what? You didn't see that on the news? I'm like, no, I did not see that on the news because I am staying away from it. <laughs> hey, Jesse, you want to know when I learned that real quick? We had the LA riots when Rodney King, all that stuff was going on. And I ran restaurants in Hollywood and LA at the time. And I was going from restaurant to restaurant keeping them open until the fires got too close. And then I would close that restaurant down and move to the next one and do that with the crew there. At the end of the day, I picked up my mother-in-law. We went to where I lived, live now, which is 90 miles away. I started watching this stuff on TV, all the news. And I thought, oh my God, that's 90 miles from here. Why am I letting that upset me now? So, you know, we had lots of other stations, lots of other things to do. I didn't watch the news with any of that going on. And I still learned everything I needed to. Exactly. The information will come out when we're all allowed to go back to our jobs and, and, and get our quote unquote normal lives back. You'll find that out. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> asked me yesterday, we're like, well, how long did your job lay you off for? I'm like, what kind of questions that? Yeah. As soon as, as soon, I mean, what do you mean? As soon as the president and the governor and the mayor all say we can go back to work, you're going to literally find out when I can go back to work the same day that I will. My hotel is not going to magically become the outlaw and just say, nope, we're going back to business as usual. Like no one knows. Trust me. As soon as uh, as soon as anyone knows, we'll all know. So why stress and fret about it? Right. Just, Make the best of this bad situation. And again, is it even really that bad? I mean, the more I look around my room and how clean it is and, the, and, and how organized my kitchen is now, I mean, it's like, you know, what is something you guys have always wanted to create? What is something that you've wanted to do? Yeah, I get you can't go camping at national parks and you can't go down to the, to the local community pool, but there's got to be things that you can do around you. Sit down and make up a list and don't let your limiting beliefs and your limiting my, mindset convince you 
to not put something down on that page. Write everything. Brainstorm it all out of your head. And then you can start going through and seeing what's realistic that can be done and what's a little bit out there. You know, yes, I get that all these celebrities are living in their 10,000 square foot homes and we're all living in 1,200 square foot homes. But we can still have an abundantly amazing quarantine if we just choose to see it that way. That's right. And if you can't think of things yourself, have a conversation with one of your friends the two of you will come up with incredible ideas. I love it. I love it. So we're going to, we're going to get you out of here on this one and we're going to start shooting more shows as soon as this is done. Um, But real fast on the numerology. So this is what I, I, cause I I put you in my Nomo app uh, a long time ago because I, just cause I wanted to keep up with your sobriety too. And last night when we were looking at it, cause I was like, I know you're at 31 years, but I just passed 38 months. I wonder what month you're at. And when I did this guys, this is what I, this is, this is so cool. So um, basically the, just wait till you hear this. So I'm at three years. She's at 31 years. The threes match up the one doesn't. When you go to months, she's at 381 months. I'm at 38 months. The three and the eight match up. You go to weeks, she's at 1,657. I'm at 165. The one, six, and five match up. And when we go down to days, and this is what blew my freaking mind, you're at 11,605 and I'm at 1,160. The first four digits match up. The only ones in all that list, it's it's the last number that didn't match up. And it, it, it literally, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, wow, of all the days for us to shoot this on numero, numerology, 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 cool. I don't know how to say that. It just seemed like the stars aligned for this to happen. And it's all happening because we had this quarantine. I couldn't go to Dallas for the Keen concert. You had time at home because you normally don't. And here we are. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. That's the other thing I live by. We have That's a to, great thing. Jump yeah. into that. Say that real fast before we go. Okay. God doesn't make mistakes. You and I met because we were supposed to meet when and where we did. Our numbers match up like that because you and I have an incredible connection. What's going on in the world right now is because that's what is happening in the world right now. I don't know the reason for it, but I know that God doesn't make mistakes And it's really important for me to have a sense of humor because God is going to laugh. People are going to laugh. I might as well laugh too. (laughs) Beautiful. That's a great way to close us up. So guys, in closing, sit down, make up a list with the people in your house, call your friends, find out what what kind of things they're doing. Jump on Zoom. Uh, You can go to any one of the audiobook things that we, I mean, Google is going to give you all the information. Hell, you can get yourself in a Wikipedia hole if you want to and learn everything you've ever wanted to know about Genghis Khan. (laughs) Whatever it is, (laughs) just realize that there are ways to occupy your time besides sitting there and thinking, my life sucks. Everything is so bad. You know, no one's going to lose their houses. They're figuring that out. They've already put a moratorium on any kind of evictions or illegalities that we might fall into for not being able to afford our bills. Credit card companies are, are, are starting to come out saying that we can skip monthly payments. Um, telephone companies are coming out saying that they're going to figure out a way to let people pay late. I mean, we're going to see a lot of things happening and freaking out about it. I mean, we could all be looking at a $1,000 paycheck coming from the government soon, which is really would help a lot of us out when it comes to bills. So just have faith that, that God's got a whole idea for this, right? And mm-hmm. that we're going to figure it out. 
And let's face it, whatever, whatever side of whatever spectrum you're living on, whether it's politics, religion, whatever, we've really gotten out of control with the way people treat each other. This may uh, just be yeah. an opportunity that God's saying, you guys need to depend on each other again. Be nice. I couldn't agree more. You know, my term for God is the universe. And I've talked about that. No, I'm only bringing that up for the rest of the listeners who've who've heard me before. But I've I've said so many times that every religion, every political choice, uh, every political side, everybody's welcome here. This show is all about inclusive over exclusive. And I say that at the end of all my episodes, let's be inclusive and not exclusive. And Sue, you're making so many great points about how we all need to start looking at this world that we're in as being more inclusive. No one's let's, let's stop putting this invisible barrier up where people have to stay on the other side. It's amazing how this quarantine's actually got everybody realizing, wow, we're all in the same boat. Well, we're, you know, 90% of the country lives month to month. And all of a sudden we're all, no one can say, oh, you should be working harder. You wouldn't be in this position because so many of us are in it. We're all looking around like, oh, wow. I didn't realize how equal all of us actually were. That's very true, Jesse. Very true. And there are strangers coming up and, and offering their help to people that need it. That's, I just love seeing things like that. Uh, excuse me. On um, next door, there are posts in my neighborhoods every day. Somebody's offering to help if, if somebody can't get to the store or if they're sick or if they need things. I just... I love seeing people helping each other again. And that could be the most beautiful thing that comes out of this. Yep. Silver linings. Always. Silver linings. Always. And guys, thank you so much for your time today. I realized that we went well, well over our normal 30 to 40 minutes for the episode, but I just think that what Sue was talking about, her mindset shifts, um, looking at this on a more positive scale, realizing that this is all about inclusivity over exclusivity, just seeing this entire situation differently and, and making sure that you're monitoring the language that you're using in your head. I think that this has been an invaluable conversation. Uh, you are always extraordinary to talk to Sue. And it's been a blessing to get you on the mic today. Oh, I have loved it. You and I have the best conversations, Jesse. <laughs> we always have. <laughs> Thank I've you. said before, there has been some times uh, where if like we, we could just hit record and just, it would be three hours of excitement. Now I don't, would everybody else enjoy listening to it? I don't know, but we certainly would. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is you keep recording them on your phone and losing them. which is why we're using zencaster today Uh, this is great we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna close this one up guys as always remember inclusivity over exclusivity the power of positive energy release and flow take care of one another out there change the language you're using in your head realize that you're not stuck at home you get to do everything you've ever wanted to inside of your house so go and clean that garage organize that call organize that closet, even if it's just two feet at a time. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again, guys. Be well. 